And you know that employers really do need quality people. That's all they're looking for. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to be unhappy, to miss time with your daughter, to do it. But we do have companies and nonprofits to raise globally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just honesty wins the day. Just if you can be honest about what you want, come to the table with a proposition. Come to the table with an ask. I'm asking you for me to have quality in my life. I want to have lunch and dinner with my daughter three days a week. Can we talk about me coming to work two days a week? Are you in a leadership role trying to figure out how to convince others to change their mind? Have you ever wondered why is leading and influencing others so darn hard? Are you looking for practical answers to these two vital questions? If so, welcome to my podcast, Closing the Gap with Denise Cooper. I'm your host, Denise Cooper, and I am a storyteller. I interview thought leaders and people just like you who are learning and practicing the art and expanding on the science of leadership. Listen as my guests and I talk about what it takes to be a remarkable leader in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you so much for tuning in to another episode of Closing the Gap with Denise Cooper and where this is the place where my guests who are at the top of the game in their particular expertise and business are willing to generously share with us their knowledge, their experiences and tips that will help you get from where you are now to where you want to be, to close that gap, to make what you dream and envision, something that's closer to a reality. And as I always say, small steps consistently done over time will achieve amazing results. So just remember, you don't have to do everything. Look for a nugget. Look for something that you could tweak that will help you close the gap. Today, I am pulling something from the front pages and everybody's chitter-chattering in the world of HR and businesses and it is about the great resignation. Is it real? Is it Memorex? Are you thinking about renegotiating what you currently are doing, who you're doing it with, and how much you're making for it? Well, I'm bringing back a guest who was fabulous the first time, Laura Frederick. And if you didn't hear her hear us talk earlier, please go back and take a look, look for it, and also take a listen to it because Laura is the master of the ask. Let me give you just a little bit of background or remind you and all those who are new. Laura is a lawyer based in New York and is a billion dollar ask maker powerhouse as an attorney turned philanthropic advisor. So that was a curveball. She comes from a seasoned career in industries best known for making the most high profile ask law and philanthropy and is the first to merge strategies from both professions, professional sectors into a mainstream practice and has coined as well as trademark what she calls the ask. For 25 years, Laura's trained and coached people at every level from CEOs to those entering the field to raise unprecedented amounts of, or, of money for their organizations. And one of the things that we talked about in the last one is we were in the middle of the pandemic. And of course, all the, the lots of people who are fundraisers were saying, can't raise any money. And Laura killed that myth, that myth on air. So <laughs> go back and listen. She has, uh, she has five books, internationally books that are go-to guides for getting what you want. 
Her latest book, The Ask for Business, for philanthropy, is for directed at philanthropy. Boy, is that something? For everyday, everyday living. It's with Wiley contains 175 ways anyone at any age, okay, can ask and get what they want to have the most fulfilling life possible. She's on the National International Speaking Circuit and has led and has also led her to TV radio appearances on national and local talk shows and national publications. You'll see, you'll get her bio and show notes down below. So I Uh, encourage you to dig in, see who she is, and hear. She's very, very accessible and always willing to help you shape the ask. So, Laura, are you there? I am. It's so nice to be back again. Thank you, Denise. And and I just, I love like when people talk about you, you you turn around and say, is that me? I mean, is she talking about me? (laughs) (laughs) I know. And and did I read that press release about me? That was really good. (laughs) Well, some of it is what you all said. Some of it is what I know about you personally. And just to be full disclosure, Laura and I have known each other for a couple of years through a friend. And every now and then we're pinging each other, trying to get tips and techniques and just, you know, checking out the landscape on what's happening in the world so that both of us could stay current on what you're thinking about. So I encourage you to send notes to both of us. And we are really people who get on top of it. But for those who didn't, haven't listened to the last one, tell us about you, how you got into this and why do you love it? I mean, asking for money, really? You know, this, the ask has evolved just when you think, just when I think I've learned so much about it. There's there's a thousand new nuances, which I'm dying to share with with you and your listeners. How I got into this is is how you and your listeners always get into something. You take your past, you bring it to the present, and you shape something for the future. So everything leads to something. Mm-hmm. You know, when I began, I was a journalist, and we're asking good questions to get a story, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you're an attorney, and and you ask good questions. And I did. I, I won a lot of cases on cross examination, and I didn't even know it. But you have to ask good questions on cross-examination to get what you want, right? And from there, I was given the opportunity to shape all that and go into fundraising. And now it was asking for money. And then I realized there's one ask for everything, no matter what you want, whether it's money, a job, a raise, spirituality, more, help, forgiveness, whatever it is, it's all one ask. Because when you make it simple, it's doable so that everyone can do it. So that's how it all evolved. And, I, and I'm so excited to, to share with you what's to come because during the pandemic, and, and no one wants to hear that word again, and I agree with you, this, you know, <laughs> during our two and a half years of something out there, so much came to me. Right. And when I see a void, I have to fill it and I'm ready to go and share it with you. All right. All right. So, you know, from when we talked before, We talked about mastering the ask. And, you know, for some people, you know, they may not understand, first of all, what the ask is, because that was one of the beauties of of our last podcast is what is the ask and how do you clarify what the ask is? So talk a little bit about when when you're thinking about it, when you're working with someone, what does it mean to master, master the ask? Well, what it means is this. First of all, every person can ask, but you have to start where you're at. Mm-hmm. So if you really don't want to ask for whatever it is, let's figure out the why. And it always comes back to your background, how you were raised, education, some of that. But it really, the kernel is, do you feel like you deserve it? Mm. 
Yes, I was just recently working with a friend of mine who is about to shape a new job. And and when you look at this individual, you think, wow, like he has it all. Who who wouldn't want him? This could fill in for any of your listeners, right? Right. But deep down below, there's that little, little boy saying, but you're only as good as this. Yeah. But you're not as good as your brother. Yeah. And, and there's a, those little, little voices that just no matter what age, you carry it with you. Mm-hmm. So I have to peel off the layers and get to that because all the structured steps I have it on, it is noise unless we understand the kernel. And, and you know, it, it, it's a little bit of soul searching if you really want to do this. But once you do, you're free. And then you can ask for whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So that's really mastering the ask is really mastering it for you mm-hmm. and what it means for you, the person mm-hmm. and where you're at and feeling like, yes, I deserve it. And yes, I need it. Mm-hmm. Because when you need something, let's go. Yeah. 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 And it, and, and it sounds like, or could sound like to some of some people, when you say you've got to do a little bit of soul searching out of it, you know, we immediately think, okay, let me get on the couch with the therapist, but we're really not talking about that. And this no, morning I had, a, yeah, I had a podcast with Pam Brooks, who really is a person who is an expert in this idea of how our emotions lead us to our behavior and hold us back out of this. And I think that's what you're talking about. And and it's a really simple process of figuring out where that moment was that you learned it was not okay to ask for something, whatever it is. You know, Denise, you're taking me back to a good example. This Mm -hmm. is good. I was doing a class at NYU because I love teaching too. And there was a woman, again, she could be you, statuesque, smart, personable, and in the class, we do practice asking because that's what it's about, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, no, I'm going to skip. I said, no, you can't skip. You got to yeah, work. Yeah. It's, we're, we're a safe environment. Everyone, no judgment, whatever. And, and so I said, listen, let's, let's talk about this. And the class is huddling in, getting what it is. And she went back to a memory mm-hmm. when she was nine years old. Mm-hmm. And she was the eldest of her siblings and cousins. Mm-hmm. And her uncle said to the, the group of children, if you all play quietly, I'll give you a dollar. Mm. Okay. okay. The afternoon goes by, the uncle gives out a dollar and he doesn't give one to her. Mm. And he said, you know what? He just said, you're the eldest. You're supposed to. You, if, if I give it to you for the rest of your life, you'll be the taker. She used that word. This is what she's bringing up now. Yeah. So to ask is to be thought of as as someone as greedy, not deserving. Yeah. You know, whatever I get, I get. And that's it. Can you imagine? That is what she brought up. And and again, you don't have to go too far back, mm-hmm. but just think about some things that have shaped you because you can't go forward unless you take that step. Yeah. And it, I mean, it boils down to, you know, sitting around the table at Thanksgiving, I always say, you know, what are the stories people share? You remember when you got punished for or you got caught doing Mm -hmm. that's generally those simple little conversations. If you just pause and ask the question, (laughs) so how did that shape me today when I get nervous and can't go into a room or I can't do public speaking or I can't, you know, ask for more money for my salary or even if it's not something as big as that. But how is it that I can ask someone to do something that they've been hired to do. I mean, I spent all an enormous amount of my time with with leaders 
asking me, how do I tell my employees to do their job? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, at at any moment, let's go on this moment, right? People love structure because structure gives them control. Mm. Whatever the ask is, right? If you want, you are counseling C-suite people to say, listen, you know, we're all working from home, but that doesn't mean that the product quality suffers, whatever it is, okay? Or yes, you have to get along with your coworker. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. But people love, love structure. So I give it to them because structure is my middle name. I love structure. I love structure because it gives you control. And when you have control, you can move forward. Mm -hmm. So then I just put together, okay, anything you want to do, here's some five steps. Mm -hmm. And we did this in your last one, but I'll just, if we, you know. Touch on it again. Yep. Okay. Let's, let's do it again. So first, and there's steps. Okay. And you check them off. You have to know exactly what you want with numbers and dates. Okay. So let me give you an example of, of the gentleman I'm working with, right? Who's going for a new job because this is the great resignation or the great, you know, <laughs> reemergence into a new you of where do you want to work? Mm-hmm. Right. We've seen a lot of people withdraw, you know, millions and millions and months, but a lot of people are going, okay, where do I want to go? Right. And I want it on my terms. Yeah. Which I believe is the focus of our show today. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's stick with that know exactly what you want with numbers and dates. Now, this gentleman knows he wants the job, but he's all loose about when he can start and how much he asks for. So so that's where we begin. So you want to start May 1st and you want this salary. That's nice, crisp and clear. Not, I'd love to have the job and let's work it out. No, right? When you want it, how much you want. That's Mm -hmm. number one. Number two, preparation wins the day. Now, he's asked for the salary and he wants to start May 1st. We together write down 15 things the potential employer is going to say to him. Mm-hmm. Can you start April 15th? That's too high a salary. What did you make on your last job? We just can't ask you. What makes you think you're worth this amount of money? And we write them all down. Okay. And it's, it's a lot. We write. I mean, old-fashioned write. That's part one. Part two is what will you say to each of them? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm worth it and every dime. Sorry, as an employer, you would respect me giving a three-week notice, right? Mm -hmm. You write it all down. That puts you in a mindset, in a zone that is like no other, Mm -hmm. okay? That leads into time to shine. You have got to show up. If you've Mm. noticed and you can't because people are listening, I stand up every time I talk. Right, right. I do it because my voice projects. I get more energy mm-hmm. and I might have this one golden moment with you now, Denise, as he will have maybe that one golden moment when he has that conversation. Mm-hmm. So you can't stand up in the middle of having lunch and I get it, but really body language, look the part and lean in. Okay. The next one is my favorite, favorite, favorite. Reiterate what you think you heard. Say back what you think you heard. It's all about active listening. So He's asked for the date to start and the salary. And the potential employer says this. Well, you know, uh, let me think about it, mm-hmm. which is common. Now, first yep. of all, when you hear that, I want your listeners to think you are 75% to yes, mm-hmm. not that they're pushing you off mm-hmm. because your whole body language changes mm-hmm. when you hear, I have to think about it because you're registering no and they're pushing me away. They did not say that. Right. Analyzation of words. I have to think about it. The only thing we need to figure out is what's the it. Mm -hmm. You don't say a word until you clarify that very simply. Mm -hmm. Say potential employer. This is fantastic. Can you share with me what you're thinking about? And here's the part. I'm here to help you. 
And now it's a conversation. It's not a back and forth. You're working this out together. Then you're quiet. They will tell you what the it is. Not you guessing, not you assuming, not you expecting it. I have to talk to others. Now we know it's a decision. We've never given someone that salary. Now we know it's the amount. If you don't know what the it is, you will never get what you want. Mm-hmm. Because you're not in sync with yeah. the decision maker. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And the next one is plan your next move right there. Great. You have to talk to some other people. Would that be next week? Can we get back, back together on Thursday? Five steps. You'll get exactly what you want. And if nothing else, you'll at least walk away with clear expectations on what's next and what went right and what didn't go right. Because I think and that's what, the other and what thing. we're both talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So many people walk away and you use like, oh, I asked for too much. And it could be the start date. Mm-hmm. You, you will never get it because you're mm-hmm. going to circle and circle and mm-hmm. circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Very simple. yeah. And so, so tweetable moments, all those five things here. But I want to take us back to kind of this idea of the resignation and why people are leaving, because there's a lot of conversation. A lot of people are saying pundits who know, some don't know, some are just repeating. You know, we're we're all Googling and repeating the same stuff, right? That there's a big resignation and that people don't want to work or people don't want to go in. And, I, and one of the things that I try to do, much like you, is I want to find out the research on that. And what I'm finding is that it's not that people, yes, people are resigning from their current employment, but it's because the the pandemic or the time off or whatever you want to call it, reset our expectations on what work should be and what should it be in our life. And maybe people are getting better at asking, which I doubt, because I think what we still have a expectation that when you say I'm leaving, we always leave on good terms. Oh, you know what? I found a different job. I you know, blah, 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 blah. When I think there's an opportunity, if that we have to maybe reset expectations on both sides. So if I'm leaving, because now I've, you know, I I was interviewing someone for a company and the guy says, I said, why are you leaving? He says, well, frankly, because they said we are coming back to work. We have to come back into the office. And you know what? I enjoy having lunch and dinner with my family. Now, And I said, well, why don't you just tell your employer that? And, you know, what's the conversation around that? And he, he, you know, we're Zooming. And so he leans in, looks and says, I'm a a man. And I don't know that culturally they would be okay with me saying, I enjoy playing with my daughter. I enjoy having lunch with my daughter, who happened to be three years, three years old. He says, and I'm never going to get another chance like this. I kind of feel like I understand what women have been going through. And so there's some cultural expectations. And I think that's the piece that people have a little bit of difficulty setting up what that looks like. So walk us through, you know, when we have a culture that is, you know, their expectations of your role, there's expectations of what's good and not good. How would how would they walk through that one? I'm really, really hoping that a million people are listening right now because I Mm -hmm. want a million people to hear this message, you know? Ask for what you want. Right now, and this is topical, in the New York Times, just yesterday, came this. We we both love research, right? Mm -hmm. We're crazy. The Society of Human Resource Management had surveyed all these months, say 32% of employers went to a four-day work week in 2020. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was two years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. Walmart today announced they're going to give their drivers... 95 to 110,000, which was like a 20% increase 
things can be shaped, but no one knows what's in your mind unless you ask for it. Yeah. For this gentleman, culturally, say, you know what? You're onto something here. Employers do need to hear about that balance and quality of life. So let's come to a compromise. Maybe three days a week, you can work from home and have your meals with your daughter and your time with your daughter, because you know what? That makes you a better balanced employee. Mm -hmm. That goes back on both ends. Mm -hmm. But if you just resign, I think that's, if you want to resign because you do and you don't like the job and you don't like what you're doing and it's not fulfilling you, I'm a thousand percent behind you. But if you're resigning because you're not getting something that you never asked for, right? no. So, you know, there's, there's, I'm not saying you're always going to get it, but if you go through the five steps, you probably will. And you know that employers really do need quality people. That's all they're looking for. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to be unhappy, to miss time with your daughter, mm-hmm. to do it. But we do have companies and nonprofits to raise globally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just honesty wins the day. Just if you can be honest about what you want, come to the table with a proposition. Come to the table with an ask. I'm asking you for me to have quality in my life. I want to have lunch and dinner with my daughter three days a week. Can we talk about me coming to work two days a week? Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great. So let's talk about this nasty thing called coworkers, right? <laughs> the bane of everyone's existence. Can I just work? For you and go home alone. Right? <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, and, and I find it's it's really interesting because I find you know as 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 unable to shape the words with your boss, it's even worse in trying to shape it with a coworker. And because now we're, you know, we don't have those cultural cues that we normally do because, you know, as as I'm, I find it interesting because you and I work in a world where we're presenting and we've learned how to present and we, we have etiquette. We talk about etiquette on a Zoom call or a Teams call or a video chat kind of call. That's not, everybody doesn't know that out of it. And so you don't get that visual clue. And as we know, some 55% of communication really is through visual clues. Now we can make bad decisions on what we think we're seeing, but, you know, cause you can't read emotions, but you can see when someone is uncomfortable or thinking or not connected and you can react to that. So I'm a, I have coworkers who have bad habits just in general that are impacting me negatively. Talk to me about how, you know, how do I, how do I first talk about it? But the other side of it is kind of going back to earlier, you mentioned that story in the back that was causing me to shut down. Let's talk a little bit about some of the stories you've heard that shut people down and just kind of keep them from saying this is bad behavior. Right. There was a, actually, I did a a wellness thing for for a major health company on this very, very topic because coworker, first of all, after the two and a half years, no one really knew what was affecting people and when. Mm-hmm. That is true, whether you're in a pandemic or not. Okay. okay? And a lot of times, you know, you know, I, I've managed 45, 65, and I've been part of the 45, 65 pool. Okay. Yeah. You don't know what's going on with somebody. And we're always assuming there is the assumption they're lazy. They don't want to do this. I'm doing more work from home than they are. But we don't know what's going on. And with this organization that I was working with, it was the mental health issue. Mm -hmm. You know, people couldn't deal with isolationism. They Mm -hmm. couldn't deal with loved ones being ill, dying, or 
they were perfectly fine and all this was happening, why were they spared? I mean, mm-hmm. it went on and on, Denise, I'm, I'm sure you were yeah, yeah. with work, right? But if we take that and now we're merging out of it, I hope to God, remember what we learned over here. You have to meet the person where they're at in the beginning. You have to understand them. So you come from a place of understanding, you know, is everything okay with you, right? Is there anything I can help you with? And then go forward. Listen, we have this joint project. We have a deadline of tomorrow. How can we work this out together rather than, well, you know, the deadline's here and I haven't received your piece yet. Yeah. This is, that's what happens. Yeah. Right. Now we learn so much from, from two years ago, bring it here. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know. And if the person truly is totally fine, not doing their work to say, listen, how can we do this together? And if you can't, then at least you can go to your boss and say, I asked them how they were. I tried everything to do this project. We need your help so together we can get it done. Not what are you going to do about because they're not doing their job, which is you just keep hitting the people like this. And I learned a lot about that. That This carries over in everything. You were gracious enough to say in the intro, yes, we raised billions of dollars during the pandemic. But I created, it was the appeal. Everybody wanted the appeal. It, It could be writing. It could be here. It, be, it was three paragraphs that began like this. Hi, Denise. How are you? I'm thinking about you, your business, your loved ones, your family. Nothing about me. Nothing about what I want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? People will continue the conversation. They'll continue mm-hmm. to read. Mm-hmm. Just wanted you to know that we're doing this and here's the why. Okay. So what do you want from me? Okay. This is what we're doing. Would you like to fund it or not? And then the third paragraph, how you do it. So it's you. What do we want? How do you do it? Nice and simple. Okay. It's the same thing with a coworker. Yeah. How are you? Right? Just lead with the you because you have no idea what's going on in that person's life at that moment. Mm-hmm. And the assumption that they're all together. I have a I've talked to a group of people and everybody knows everybody is busy, right? I mean, under understaffed because of the resignations, difficulty finding people because people are much more scrutinizing where they're getting into now. And there, and as much as it is about money, the conversation really is about, tell me about the workplace. Do you like working with people? Do you, you know, those kinds of things. And a, and a, and a couple prickly or wonky signals can get somebody to say, mm, I'm not trying it mm-hmm. because they're bringing back, oh, I didn't listen the last time, da, 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 da. Right, right. But as it's interesting that you say, so talk about how are you doing? And then here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to do together. Yeah. How can we make this happen? Well, you know, I carry let's let's just get the obnoxious employee. I carried it last time. It's your time to do it now. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, you don't or I'm have too busy. Career. You know, Denise, I have three kids. You don't. I mean, we get granular here. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'm in the, or my mother's still in a nursing home and I can't see her and your parents are. Alive. I mean, we really get down to mm-hmm. this. Right. Mm-hmm. So still say as hard as it is, I understand. But table it. But right now we have this project for this Friday. Mm-hmm. So how about always come with a solution? How about I take this paragraph, you take that paragraph, let's put it together. I mean, every boss will listen if they've heard ways that you've tried to resolve it. Yeah. They're not going to listen if you haven't tried to resolve it. Right. I used to hate it when people used to come into my office and say, well, you know, we missed this deadline and I can't get in to see this person. And I've, I've met with three people and they've met with no one. I said, so what do we do about it? And they're like, well, that's what I came to you. I said, no, you need to help solve this too. Mm-hmm. You need ownership of it, mm-hmm. you know? And I know every employer is listening out there and saying, well, I can't do that because if I leave, if I lose three more people, I'll have nobody. That's and what, I, yep. 
I under, I knew where it's coming. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I knew where it's coming. But listen, do you want a team that's really together or because this is not one and done folks, employers mm-hmm. out there. This this person, if it has this personality and this behavior is not going to go away mm-hmm. if you keep them. Mm-hmm. So decision is yours. But I, yes, we, we we continue to have the great resignation. But when you think about it, I've seen, all, you probably have too, Denise, a lot of people going into other companies and taking great people because they really, really know the value of it. So you as an employer have to make sure you're taking care of your Step employees. up your game. Yeah. Listen, you know, if everybody on the workforce wants a four-day work week, listen to them and maybe see if your company can run on a four-day work week, which is a big, big perk right now. We're transitioning into how does this look as I go back? Okay. And everyone digs their heels in. Well, I'm only going in two days. Okay. They may want you in three days or four days. So work it out. But I think for as an employer, start with let's all work as a team. And how about if everybody has Friday off and we work Monday through Thursday, let's see how that looks. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and I, yeah, I, I think that's it. But for me, I think it's you're, you jump down a, a one step a little deeper. Because I think if, if if it is the question, what is the problem we're trying to solve? And no matter what, what it is in an employer's mind is generally, how do I get the work done? What's in the employee's mind generally is how do I balance my work and life and, and what are my boundaries, et cetera, et cetera. So even in this four-day work week idea, I think the question has to be before anything, how are we going to get work done in the four days? What capacity do we have in four days and what will we be missing if we didn't do the fifth day or the third day or, you know, those kinds of things? And then the next question out of this before you even make the decision on the four day is, okay, so what happens when deadlines are missed? How do we hold people accountable about that and not Mm -hmm. grumble? Because, well, if we were in five days and, you know, da, 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 conversation, which is an easy conversation to revert. And it also becomes that underground kind of gaslighting conversation we all had. Well, when we were at five days, we were able to get so much more done. Really? Are you sure? Well, Denise, this is where asking the right questions comes in. Mm-hmm. All comes into the ask. And I, and I, you know, you, you give me the question of, you know, if someone's going to a workforce and a different job, how do they negotiate? What, and, and the other way around, what does employers look like and what should they be asking as well? And I have some very basic, very applicable one, no matter where you are on the planet and no matter what job you have. And these, these are my guideposts. Okay. okay? So re- whether you're remote, in person, Zoom to death, whatever is like, how do we clarify our priorities on a monthly basis? Every company, every nonprofit, has priorities. But in the last two and a half years, we've seen those shift very, very quickly. Absolutely. So you can't be on the steadfast, this is my job, I've got this to do, both sides. Number one, how do do we, we clarify our priorities on a monthly basis, get some structure to it? Like the first Monday or Tuesday of the month, we're going to get together. We're going to decide this is what it is. And if it changes, I shall let you know that if I'm the employer, that's what I would say. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, how do we communicate with each other on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis? Because that changes too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes employers are Zoomed to death. I, I work with a lot of CEOs. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're just like, you want to reach me, Laura? Just call me. Yeah. So, But that's for this week. Next week, when they've been on vacation, they come back. 
oh yeah, let's have a Zoom meeting. It changes. Yeah, We've all seen this. So how do we communicate mm-hmm. on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? And how yeah. do we set that? Okay. Priorities, communication, mm-hmm. the cornerstones mm-hmm. of any, any workforce. Just two simple questions. And that will, that will alleviate so much confusion, noise, and misunderstanding. And clarifying what, what is the problem is that we need to solve. Right. And right. I think and the other one is you're actually right. How do I present challenges to you? Yes. And my favorite, which everyone leaves out, how do we celebrate our accomplishments and our victories? Yeah. Right. Powerful questions, but get them out in front. Get ahead of it so that you have some structure mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. agreement. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, one of the things that both of us talk about is because the, the beauty of the ask is it's really about meeting management, interaction management however you want to do it. And it's the one thing everybody seems to not feel like they have time to do. But it always, you know, from an HR, old HR person, you know, we always say things like, you know what, if you don't deal with it on the front end, you're going to deal with it on the back end. So where do you want to pay for this kind of thing? And, and, you know, five minutes to think about what's the purpose of the meeting, what is it that I want out of the meeting? What do I think are the problems that we're going to, we have to solve or the obstacles or the challenges, whatever your language is, but mm-hmm. it's always got to be about that. And then, you know, then once it's done, how do we know it's done so that we can celebrate? Because we're really good at pointing out fingers on when we do things wrong, right? And, you know, Denise, I would add this too. You're talking about the structure of the meetings, and we've just given you really good questions to ask. No matter what it is, you have to eliminate what I call the two devils. Oh, my. Expectations and assumptions. Oh, okay. You said eliminate. All right. Eliminate them. (laughs) Eliminate Eliminate them. them. You have an expectation that they're going to know what you want. That's why we ask. That's why I'm in the business of asking. There's an expectation that I've worked here three years, Denise. You should know. I'm this type of employer. Mm-hmm. You should know. Right? And that's the expectation you're going to know. And then the assumption is, well, if I've worked here longer than this person, I don't have to do this because they have to do it. Just, you've got to eliminate it. You've got to come with what's our priorities? How do we communicate? How do we present challenges? And how do we celebrate our victories? Mm-hmm. Great. Clear mind. Yeah. And, and speak it. Don't, you know, uh, you know, the favorite game I ask people, are we playing? Can we read each other's mind here? We're asking. (laughs) I haven't mastered that game yet. You don't assume. Remember, when you ask, you don't assume it eliminates it. Yeah. Because you put it out there for feedback. You didn't say, I know what our priorities are. You all should, too. Yes. What are they? Mm-hmm. Or my favorite is, I assume that you know, and then I just dive in trying to solve what I believe is the priority and what the obstacles are instead of we've, saying- We've all been in those meetings oh, where yeah. the loudest voice yep. gets the most attention yeah. and everyone starts guessing, mm-hmm. gee, is this really the what we should be talking about? I guess we are. I mean, and it just goes round. Mm-hmm. Well, since they brought it up, I guess we're going to talk about that kind of thing. This has been fabulous. I I so appreciate you being on here. Okay. So now just to conclude, because you know, you say it, you say it, and then you say it again. (laughs) What are the five steps in the ask? And what is the devil in the details? Because those are the two things to take away. Very easy. Know exactly what you want with numbers and dates. Mm -hmm. Once you do, write 
15 things you think the person's going to say to your personal or professional ask. Mm-hmm. Once you have those, write what you will say to each one. Mm-hmm. Keep the list going. You're going to hear things you've never heard. That becomes number 16. Keep your list, right? Step number three, time to shine. Okay, you might have one shot. Show up, body language, voice, tone. Okay, number four, whatever they say to your ask, reiterate what you think you heard. Mm-hmm. You get nervous. Everyone gets nervous. It's good. Mm-hmm. But Denise, I heard you say that you need more time. That's your chance to say, no, Laura, it's really not time. The salary is a little high. Mm-hmm. Now we know it's a salary. Mm-hmm. And the fifth is plan your next move during the ask. Mm-hmm. Great. Let's circle back next Tuesday, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Those five steps get you exactly what you want. Do not come to the ask with an expectation or an assumption. You will not get what you asked for. Perfect. Perfect. All right, guys. Again, if you didn't hear the conversation that Laura and I had before, Go look it up. It, it's it's in the queue. It's in the queue. Get more. And in that one, we talk a lot about each of the steps. And so you'll be able to take away some things from the steps. And lastly, if you really want to a shorter cut on it, just go buy our book. <laughs> I'm sure it's on Amazon. What's the name of the book? This is, well, there's two things I've got an ask for you. The ask for, for a business philanthropy for everyday living. And so my ask, if I can, Denise, yep. is for any one of your listeners, I'm in the process of writing a brand new book, okay. as Denise knows, Hard Asks Made Easy. And what I want is for your listeners to just go to expertontheask.com or mine's Laura at expertontheask.com. Send me what asks you're trying to do. Send me the ask you did that went well and not so well, because I want this to be as topical and as real life as possible. And the examples your listeners can send me, it'll just put me right in the moment. And and I will know that I've hit the right topics for today. You got it. You got it. All right, guys, we will put a link in the show notes to Laura's questions, but also allow you to be able to send in your ask. Or at least, what do you think are the toughest, hard-ass ask <laughs> that you have had to make or that you're contemplating? And if you're thinking about resigning and being part of the great resignation, I'm sure that there's some questions in there that you should be asking before you make the decision to go. Because as we all know, the grass is not always greener on the other side. And even if it is, you want to make sure how fast it grows and how tall it gets. <laughs> Hilarious. I love it. I'm going to steal that. (laughs) And you don't want to be the one mowing the grass. They got it, right? (laughs) With all the kids' toys in it, right? (laughs) So, anyway, Laura, how can people get a hold of you again? Again, you can go, everything is expertontheass.com. My email is laura at expertontheass.com. It's all social media is expertontheass. LinkedIn. I love Instagram. It's so quick, so easy. I'm just yeah. an Instagram person, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Twitter. So yeah. All right, guys, you've heard it here first and you know what I'm going to say. As always, if you enjoyed what you heard, share it. If you didn't enjoy what you heard, share it, because I guarantee it will start a conversation that will help you understand how to close the gap. And today it's all about the ask. So share it with other people to see what their perception of this uh, idea of asking and mastering the ask, but also what keeps us from 
making those ask. So if you're an employer, if you're a director, boss, or whatever, if you're trying to influence someone else, listen, re-listen to this particular podcast, because I think you will get something out of it. And with that, you know, we'll be back next week. I appreciate you more than anything. Always drop me a line. One And the last thing I want to say is we have a new feature every month. We will be doing an open form call on Saturdays. You can go to my website, listen to it. It's 30 minutes. Any question you have, anything that you're thinking about, or you can send it to us, we will record it and then you'll get the recording afterwards. So if you need confidentiality, we've created a safe space for you to ask any question, get any answers that you may need. And with that, it's a wrap. See ya. That's a wrap. And I'm Denise Cooper, and you've been listening to Closing the Gap with Denise Cooper. Let me thank my good friend, Ivan G. Hall, for the background music. I'd like to ask you to do three things. One, if you liked it, share it with your friends. Let's build up our community. Two, subscribe so that you don't miss when a new episode drops. And lastly, if you've got a question or a comment, leave it below. I'd love to hear what you thought was good, what I could do better, and what topics you'd like to hear about. Let me thank my guests one more last time. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.